0: How do you get them to open up? (laughs) (laughs) How do you make them tell me their innermost feelings so I can fix them?
1: Welcome everyone, and pull up a seat at the table, it is lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 167, entitled Comfort, A Deep Dive. When we're hurt, there is only one way for the hurt to be healed, comfort. There are many ways we deal or don't deal with hurts, however, having someone attach comfort to our grief is the only way that we can truly move on in healthy fashion. We're talking about that at the table this evening, so... Pull up a seat at the table and join us. First time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Watch us live at lunchtimeinrome.com forward slash live or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take a relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media and we would love it if you gave us a five star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? Being alone is the worst. Good times aren't as good, and bad times are worse when you are all alone.
0: Romans 12.15 says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is all about. We demonstrate that in the first 15 minutes of the podcast, and we talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is lunchtime Lunchtime. In 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 Rome.
2: That's where we are. The
0: end of an era. What's
2: oh, that? yes it is. It's our last week in this studio. Oh. I, I assume oh. that's what as you're referring to. As long
3: as everything goes according to plan. Or this could be our last week. <laughs> <laughs> this could be our last day on Earth. We don't know.
0: <laughs> yep. That's always true.
2: That's how it
3: Way feels. Way to bring the room uh, up, yeah. <laughs> Chris.
0: Yeah.
2: For a lot of people, it is. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. This got heavy fast. Uh, hi, guys. Hey, Chris. Chris is back. I... I'm back again. I was here last week. (laughs) We just say it every week. (laughs) Chances are, yeah. Chances are, I wasn't on, so you might as well just say it. Um, Here's my update on my life. I reflected on in recent weeks on just the the past few months. We'll just call it the summer. Um, has been very full.
1: <laughs> the summer a term. Please
2: tell me more about this
1: term you call summer. Do you have other terms for other periods? Do of you have time? a newsletter that
2: I could subscribe to about this uh, thought? What I mean is, I'm just generalizing that, you know, it probably, we had some things start before summer, but
3: it's mostly during the summer we called that (laughs) (laughs) it just sprung up on
1: us or pre-swimming season in my house (laughs) it's time to just fall
0: back into a routine isn't it it really is so that
1: you don't go to the winter of your soul sorry oh gosh that's that's the
2: worst oh this is great um (laughs) so yes we've had some some ups and downs we've had a really full summer and um most like we've had really good times um before we got on the mic you know uh, brian and i were reflecting on on some disc golf trip type things and um we've had some really rough times and unfortunately for us it's it's this is going to be the summer remembered for those rougher things uh mm-hmm. just because those are the things that obviously we didn't plan on you know and we didn't look forward to of course because I mean, who looks forward to those kind of
1: things <laughs> the unexpected storm
2: yeah so, um, just, you know, I've been reflecting on that the past couple of days and thinking about here comes school, right? It's around the corner. We're middle of August now, and, and I generally start back to, to school the third week of August. So that's what's coming up. And, um, it's, you know, it's, it's always bittersweet to see summer come to an end. But man, I'm telling you right now, I am just looking forward to getting back to a, a routine and sort of a, A clearing, a fresh start, you know, a clearing of the mind and just really feeling like, you know what? I'm at work for these eight hours and that's really where my focus needs to be. And even though there are other things going on, like
0: (laughs) you don't have to focus on your family anymore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Waking up, they take a Uh, backseat. That's right.
2: (laughs) Forget them. No, that's not it. It's just that the idea that it's almost like, you know, summer is supposed to be a break but mm-hmm. I feel at this point, like, going back to work, that's going to be a little bit of a mental break. Because, like, oh, It forces I- structure. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And, hey, mm-hmm. things could still be crazy outside of work. And maybe that'll be worse. Maybe I'm <sighs> fooling myself. But right now I feel like, okay, but during this part of the day, I can just... Focus on what, you know, the task at hand, and that's what I'm supposed to be doing. That's what I'm paid to be doing. Yeah, I'm
3: picking up
1: what we're putting down. Honest question for you, and this is a little bit alluding to what we're talking about later tonight, or later on this podcast, but, and this is an honest question. As you've gone through this summer of unexpected storms, have you been comforted in this? Have you found a way to, have you taken any time to self-reflect and go, you know what, this really hurts, or this, this thing is a benchmark and I need to deal with this. Mm -hmm. You know, how's that process been for you?
2: I have, (laughs) I have, honestly, I have focused more on comforting Amy. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've had a lot of talks about that and, and I am so happy because I've failed so many times in the past, but in this moment in our lives, we've reflected on it and she we've had discussions and she said, you know, when I look back, I'm going to remember this mm. as being, a, you know, there's going to be a lot of comfort attached to this time in our lives, which to me, that is like, su- that's so amazing and so positive yeah. in the midst of, of a lot of the things going on. Um, for me myself, I'm not, yes, she has comforted me and you gentlemen as well have, have comforted me and I am blessed beyond belief to have, the the system of family and friends that are around me that, like, the, the support, mm-hmm. you know, group, well, yeah, I'm using that word generically, because yeah. I'm not yeah. necessarily as, an, as a relational need, because I don't generally actually need support, but just the, the
0: emotional support. Yeah,
2: the foundation. By, through I, comfort. I feel like there's this, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a foundation that I can't fall through, and I, I feel very blessed and lucky about that, because... Um, there's such a support system in my life that that Mm -hmm. I just I feel like you know what I I can't fall too far Mm -hmm. I don't I really don't think I and so that's that sort of Mm. buoys my my emotional Mm -hmm. situation like
1: there might be some things you eventually have to clean up from this time but overall it's it's not nearly as difficult as it could have been had you not had the table in your life I think so I really do think so and um I, I have been able
2: to attach some comfort to it and the, although I will say there have been times where I've retreated, too, and I'm like, I don't want anybody. I don't want anything from anybody. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, don't comfort me. Don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. Don't do not do anything. Don't support me. Don't do anything. But and I want to go backwards yeah. to even last week we talked about it, and I just yeah. want
0: to point it out again this week, which is the the way that you and Amy have navigated this is more a reflection of where you are as a couple and not um, a... Uh, an accomplishment that you have achieved. Okay.
2: Yes. And I do. I appreciate that perspective. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's just you have done the work and you're able to withstand these storms. And that's because what you did before the storms got here. Yeah. So I celebrate that with you. Thank you.
2: So that's where I am. And it's not all negative, And I'm very happy to be here.
3: Yeah. Um, I wanted to share something with you guys um, before I talk about uh, my... Stuff. Stuff. Uh, so Patton uh, yeah. frequently sits at the table. He's a friend, a good friend of our good friend, P. Uh, Dicky. And uh, today he reached out to me said, Hey, bro, wanted to say that I've been downloading and listening to podcast episodes while at work. Y'all are teaching me stuff that I'm relieved to be learning this early in life. Y'all keeping it real. On a few episodes, y'all mentioned that feedback was important, so I wanted to send this, and I mean it. So... Thank you, man. Just wanted to share that shout yeah, out. that's great feedback. He's awesome. It Pat, is. It just feels good. He gets so good. the golden chair
0: at the table. Yeah, he does. It's not a thing, but it is now. <laughs> it is. So um, if you want to sit in the golden chair, send us some feedback. <laughs> mm-hmm. We should let's
2: have Hunter build us a like
0: golden, a golden chair. chair that just sits
3: right there every week. Yeah, <laughs> starting to feel a little idly in here. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, we don't have to bow down before. It <laughs> yeah, just, okay, we sit on it. We lift no, up. We know, don't hold. bow to it. We it, sit on it. It bows you to know, us. We don't sit on it. <laughs> No, others do. Right, the guest. Uh, we bow before that. Right. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Man,
1: I wish somebody would teach a lesson at church about bowing down in fires. And- <laughs>
3: uh, so this week was just unbelievable for me. Uh I turned 40. Uh what? you know, milestone and we, all downhill from here, you know what I'm saying? Right, 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 over the hill. I can't
2: believe you're the oldest one in this group. That's right. That's right. Wow.
3: That's right. Little baby. Um so <laughs> but all the everybody here at the table right now, uh, physically, uh, we all went on a disc golf trip and with the wives and wives went shopping and guys went disc golfing and we had good food and fun games and disc golf and man it was just i don't know how i could have had more fun it was a blast
2: and it was a joy to celebrate you it was so mm-hmm. fun
3: like man i want to do it all over again and, uh, but it was like i just it's going to be one of my best memories it was well, so when you fun. turn 80 we'll do it again I, i'm down <laughs> I, I don't know if i'm gonna be able to physically do anything <laughs> but yeah i'm down <laughs> I might be there. <laughs> <laughs> I might be there. You can celebrate. If I'm not there, you can celebrate my 80th birthday. <laughs> uh, womp womp. Mm. I'll only be 91. Mm. No.
2: Jeez, wow, 51. you are that much older than him. Yes, I am. <laughs> that's, a, that's an eye-opener. I'll be 45. No, not 45. No, you <laughs> I'll be 85.
1: <laughs> well, I won't be here. No,
2: you'll be gone 30 nah, years.
3: But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll still be 45. 55, my expiration <laughs> that's date. That's right. But yeah, it was so fun, and man... uh Amy just planned an incredible trip, um, along with Jay. And, you know, well, Brian did most of it, but yeah, you know. as always. <laughs> but it was it was consummate awesome. planner. Lander, it was very fretting very fun. over
0: details. <laughs> All I's dotted and T's crossed. That's right. Hey, I um, you know, you talking about structure got me thinking because I lead a life pretty much absent of structure
1: yeah and so you're you kind just, of on call in, in a way uh,
0: again i'm always working and i'm never working mm-hmm. and that's what people think of pastors and both are true yeah. so it's <laughs> it is what it is and uh so i get back into a more things in my lack of structure you're know, like okay volleyball starting again all right mm-hmm. well that is structure so yeah. i you know i introduce structure into my life but it doesn't get I don't know. It was just an interesting concept Yeah. that it becomes more variables that I have to manage.
2: So, does that mean you're rather need-
0: than something I work around? You're not
2: looking forward to it the way I am. Uh,
0: the way you are, I no, I don't think so. Like, because you're going, ah, oh, mm. it's good to get back into a structured thing. Right. And for me, it's like, okay, what is it that is, you know, I, I you just get to, variables every week that you, I have to put into a schedule and
3: manage. I was going to say, you have to structure around it.
0: Right. Yeah, but you know, I still structure ing- but I also make sure that I enjoy those things and do as I'm called to do within them. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, at the end of a season you're like, okay, like the running joke with Todd, uh, my assistant, is we'll we'll say like five and four. We just do fingers, five and four. Well, that means five more practices, four more matches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and we always know how Calm good of down. a season was by what, how high is that number? Mm. You know, if we just get like three and two, and that's the first time we've done that's it. That's a good season. Mm. Pretty good <laughs> season. All right. <laughs> so, invariably by the end of the season, you're kind of done with it. You know, whereas now, sure. but, but I've got a lot of momentum going into this one. I have a new assistant coach for the fall, good old skinny Nick. And, um, <laughs> Todd's going to volunteer, so he'll still be there. So no, we're looking forward to that. And you had a lot of girls show up for open gym, and that's especially when I was not there. So that was good for Nick. <laughs> it was it's funny because when he, I caught, checked in on him last week, he was like, "You picked a great time to leave." Mm. There were thirty five girls there. <laughs> you were like, yeah, and Todd dude, wasn't. Todd's still no. Out. Todd's in Europe. Yeah, <laughs> and so he's never really coached before. He's been to three or four open gyms, and there you go. You're all by yourself. Although it's the second time he's been by himself. But then I was talking to him this week and he was like, yeah, there's 38 kids there. And I was like, so by the time season starts, are you going to be like, there were 45 kids <laughs> in open June? said, so like, Nick, you're counting legs, the not girls. The fish was this big. <laughs> but I uh, got a lot of work done on the disc golf course this week. And I'm going to have to reach out to the church because I can't. It's, if we add those three holes, there's no physical way that I can maintain mm-hmm. those 11 disc golf holes. Yeah. Um, but. I'm looking forward to it, and I didn't work as hard today as I did yesterday when it was grossly hot, and I was a puddle, but I actually literally made a tee pad like yesterday, I dug it out today. I used my tamper mm-hmm. and and it's close. it's not quite there, but it's still I tell you what it's it's one thing to maintain a disc golf course, but to build it is a lot of fun mm-hmm.
2: and uh go ahead, oh I was just gonna say, I always assume that it's your happy place or one of your happy places. Do you find it mostly to be that still, or do you are you stressed by it? Both. Ah. I mean, stressed is
0: not is not the right word. It's just like, huh. you know, there's it's, it's just a lot. So, and a and lot. if I could get help maintaining, I could take do some of the extra things that I want to do. Like I want to move a couple baskets. I want to I have to put the, I have to get the two new baskets down and in. You know that kind of. And then it's like yesterday I spent an hour with my metal bladed weed trimmer doing a hillside. Mm. So. That's all we'll we'll make a post about it. Yeah. But uh it's all good and Rachel's good and I spent probably an hour and a half on my deck today mm-hmm. on the computer and deck. doing sermon it's stuff good and podcast stuff mm-hmm. and sent a picture of Hunter, Huntsman Projects, thanking him.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, so no it's all good. It's a great deck. See I hate today. I hated the weather today. Um, I'm still like, you're, we're in the middle of summer still. Oh, it I should want, be 90 and summer. I sunny. want my summer. Well, yeah, but this, I mean, this for is a the deck. stuff. For a deck, you know, hang on. Doing out. work on the deck. Yeah. Great it's day. poolside. No, I go up at 90 degrees up at the pool. I, I even came up with this little device <laughs> where I take my computer and, uh, because like you sit there and it, it, your computer gets so hot when it's that hot out. And I don't sit under the shade because I want to get sun on me. And so... That computer's like, bro. Well, what I did was I found a box and I cut out one side of the no. box and then put it over top of the computer. It keeps it cool and it allows me to not have glare. Right, right, I'm thinking right. It's
3: multi-purpose. I should, I've
1: said too much on oh yeah you I should patent
2: it real quick yeah,
1: yeah. Funny, but, patent
0: but patent. i was thinking you'd have like an ice pack in there too or something Oh, see, fan, we some see kind this? Of fan yeah yeah
1: we, we can we can work we can but work there's probably the like if we that. jump on amazon right now i'm sure there's something, sure there's something, well, there. something it's yeah. for
0: all the people that have pools in their backyard and like to work in, work in the 90 in the, degree yeah, tens yeah, <laughs> and
1: something. tens of
3: people are gonna buy <laughs> Dude, this thing
2: yeah i'm definitely opposite because i i looked at the forecast today no 10 day forecast nothing above the 70s and i was like cheering out loud
1: for me this is like my might, might as well be yeah wondering. brian's very sorry sad, dude. it's a well good be dude, you're you're gonna late september you're gonna be it's a good late september that's exactly right <laughs> you're
3: gonna be 75 and it's never gonna be warm enough ever <laughs> like you know what i mean that's fine you know how old people well, like you go, you go to the old the person's Florida. apartment and it's, and it's 100 like, degrees yeah it's like, like brian's like
2: oh he's gonna need it like 150 yeah,
1: yeah. Well, <laughs> we, keep, we keep our air at 75 76 in the summertime like when it's that hot because you come down from the pool and like you walk in, you at seventy five, it's like oh, for like three cool. minutes. Well, plus again, yeah. remember, I mean, it's like when you want to have a high electric bill
0: but not receive the <laughs> <about> it. <laughs> I don't
1: care. <laughs> I stand by my decisions. Um, Do you have too much money? Do you have too much money? But not. A, but uh, too much comfort. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's
0: Cranked the best in the air of world. Up to
1: 75. <laughs> um, speaking about structure too, uh, I was. I was struggling recently with my job right now is not nine hours a day grinding it out. You know I have i, I there's there's things that I need to get done as we move forward in our project. but I'm fi- I was finding myself just a lot of aimless time, like not necessarily it just it wasn't structured. And mm-hmm. so I, I took some time and I worked on my Google Calendar, and I, I've just come up with this whole system. You know, we're basically from 630 till 10 o'clock at night. I've created some kind of bucket, you know, some kind of designation for what I want to do. And it's, it's allowing me to get so much more done because like even like family time, like I know that's family time. I'm not going to be writing or I'm not right. going to be doing this in family time. But when it's time to do this thing, this is the half an hour that I have to get that done, mm-hmm. make calls, do, you know, return messages and stuff like that because for me, I was finding everything was just swirling together and there was no way to put it into a logical. And so I would just find myself watching disc golf, you know, (laughs) and, and, and it, it might seem like fun, but at the end of the day, it's like, I I left so much meat on the bone today Mm -hmm. and I I don't like to leave the meat on the bone. You know, I, I I swear. No, I just, I think that's almost another whole podcast. Cause like when you're describing
0: what you're coming out of, like I, I appreciate and I celebrate that discipline and everything else, but it's like, Man, I spin those discs all day, not discs but yeah. there's plates mm-hmm. like that's just how I work And I'm like oh what do I have to do now okay mm-hmm. great and you know you make the most of it yeah. and you're like no 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 I have to go half hour by half hour and then I feel good about it and I'm yeah. done with it and I'm
1: intentional yeah. and so it's just we're all different it's yeah. almost like we're all made differently it's almost like that um, a couple more things real quick uh, going camping with Ethan this actually tomorrow we're just going to go up to uh, really right across the street from where he went he was at camp this past <laughs> I <just> week <laughs> <your house. laughs> no no well we've done that before too right. we've thrown up the uh, the tent at well, my house. like four. Mm-hmm. Um but so last week he and Abby were up at camp and then we went and picked them up and this week Ethan and I are going up for just the night. We're going up tomorrow night, throw up the tent and then come home Friday mid-morning. But I'm really looking forward to that because it, he's got a lot of I'm not, and I won't blow up a spot. There's just a lot going on right now. 15 is a tough age mm-hmm. and you're somewhere between your friends are driving uh, some of your friends are driving some of your friends are have parents that are like whatever no, go do whatever you want and so there's there's a little bit of that right now that we're working through and so I just want to have a night with him and and um you know just really spend some quality time with him also a little bit of food i had so much fun on that podcast last week i had so much fun talking about food yeah it was you know, a we good. we just was had a good really good time uh but i made some sous vide ribs this week uh, yeah. some spare ribs and um how long i did 4 hours at 165 and then i threw them on the grill for half an hour so you know they mm-hmm. got the the flavor they they were they weren't falling off the bone they had that tug that's good yeah and they had the flavor and i hadn't done them in the sous vide before up, up recently i'd been doing them in the oven for like 2 hours covered in foil and uh, they turned out really, really good. Mm-hmm. I found this YouTube recipe and and about the guy sous vide it, and um, I made his. Did uh, you like seasonings in the
3: in the sous vide bag?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made his seasoning mix. That's what he recommended, yeah. and uh, they came out really, really good. That's so that, awesome. Yeah, that was fun. We just finished them up last night. We had so many.
0: That's good because a four hour sous vide for ribs isn't bad. Like a lot of the recipes I've seen, it's still ten hours.
1: Oh wow! In the sous
3: vide, yes. Yeah, and I'd like to, I'd like to. Yeah, I'll send you. It's it's, a, it's like a seven minute YouTube video.
1: And he has all the, like, his seasoning mix. He has it right in the description. Nice. Yeah. So, like, a third of a cup of paprika. Like, you, you're making a big batch of it. But Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So, it was really good. So, that's kind of what I got.
0: Well, we celebrate that with you. And sometimes in life, we don't get to celebrate uh, because something bad happens. And what we have to do is grieve or mourn with somebody or join them and give them comfort. We are taking deep dives into each of the ten Uh, biggest emotional needs so that we can have them so we can look at them so when people take the relational needs questionnaire which is on our website they'll be able to look at each one what makes them unique what uh, separates them from the other ones what's it feel like when you don't get it met how to meet it all those fun things and tonight we're looking at comfort which is different in a couple different i mean they're all different from each other but it is it has a very distinct difference than any of the other emotional needs and I'll let the cat out of the bag. We'll get to it in the outline uh, that we're going through in a little bit. But it's the only one you have to have. It's you. The only reason, the only thing that gets rid of hurts is comfort. Comfort is the only thing. And, you know, if we'll get to it in the outline. But very unique in that regard. But comfort, by definition, is responding to a hurting person with words, feelings, and touch to hurt with and for. Another's grief, or pain—that is the textbook definition.
1: What causes it? Comfort. That's just the next thing. Yeah, <laughs> <In the laughs> like, that was a smooth transition.
0: <laughs> what would cause the need? Why do was does one have a need for comfort? We look at that every emotional need, and the running joke—if you've been with us at the table—is well, you either had that need met as a child. Or you didn't have that need met as a child. I mean, (laughs) that's entirely it. Um, But specifically, well, you need comfort when you are hurt. Mm -hmm. When you have an emotional need not met or taken from you, you need comfort. And the only way that that hurt can be healed is through comfort.
1: So you could be like emotionally dead on the other nine things. Like you have no need for... I don't know if we use the term "emotionally dead." You can have a very low need mm-hmm. for for a bunch of other things, but so why isn't everybody's com- like when you take the test? My comfort's one of my my lowest. Why when you take the test isn't comfort the one that's the highest? Oh, well, well, we're, we're going to get your the outline. That's number four. <laughs> okay, but we're only on number three,
0: <laughs> which is how is it different than other emotional needs? We already said that you have to have comfort
2: to heal. Now, can we? So, I mean, I. I get it on some level, but it always, every time we discuss comfort, it still astounds me that like, okay, that's the only one. It's That's the only one. Well, that, let's w- work it out. Pick yeah. an,
0: emotion, an emotional
2: need. Okay. Um,
0: appreciation. Right. So if you don't have a need for appreciation. Sure. And you don't get appreciated. Okay. You're fine. It's the only one that even if you have a low need for it on the on the relational needs questionnaire and in life like i don't i don't don't like comfort i don't like it i don't want it i don't like it okay i don't like appreciation okay great i'll never thank you oh great
1: but you still have to have comfort comfort to to heal your hurts it's the linchpin to health right and i guess we've talked about that i mean
2: i know we've talked about that before how it's even if you don't want it you need it correct okay so, it's true of all the other ones. Imagine somebody
0: who has a very low need for affection and you never give them a hug. Yay. Yeah. They're it's, good. It's, it's, neutral that's what they want. it's neutral at that it point. It's neutral at that point. Yeah. But what does it mean if you do have a low need for, for comfort? Number one means, well, there may not be a whole lot wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know, you're going through life pretty unscathed. So, that's why your need for comfort is low. But number two is you have a real fear or aversion to intimacy because. Comfort is somebody, and we'll get to that also, is joining you
2: in your emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you, if If you you are a closed book and you don't like people getting too close, well, then you're going to be like, nope, don't want that. Yeah. So that's, that's a real
0: tough place to be. Or imagine, you know, you had the helicopter mom, and every time anything bad happened to you, she swarmed, she called the school board, mm. she brought the principal into the meeting, she never let you go out again because you're never gonna get hurt again. You're like, yeah, I don't want anyone to know that mm. I've so of course you don't want comfort.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But
0: again, you have to remember that comfort is the only thing that heals hurts. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So therefore, that's why you'd probably score low and why you are averse to comfort. Okay. I have been through this outline. I right, don't right. feel like I'm on, on a good start with it. <laughs> it's fine. But my fine. question my question is I feel like especially doing this podcast we've gotten very much much more aware of how to comfort other people. So if you're low in comfort but you're still able to comfort other people, is that 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 kind of speaks to like an emotional intelligence on the idea of comfort? If you're able to recognize when other people need to be comforted or how to comfort other people.
2: You're saying like if if I'll use myself as an example, if I have a very low need for comfort i don't feel like i need to let people in and i don't want people too close to me and yet i am decent at reaching out to others with comfort that's Mm -hmm. the kind of person you're talking about okay yeah
1: and and i guess why wouldn't the score be higher but i guess that's the score would would not be higher because you personally don't need it it's just that you're good at recognizing and administering it correct Sure, that that's one, the actual skill of
0: being able to perceive, to empathize, to mm-hmm. understand what they're feeling, but also what need, what emotional need is comforting providing for you mm. or for that person. Uh, yeah, that's a great point. So if... If interest. i love to yeah, be appreciated, really well then I'm going to try to comfort everybody I can. If I want to be mm. respected, cuz oh. everybody's going to say, "Oh, thank you, Jay. Oh, you're thank ba- you." Yeah. Oh, you have so, you're so good at this. Yeah. Oh, that, so I get the respect or yeah. one mm-hmm. gets the respect. So that's why you you would give it. Yeah. But it but inwardly you're like, "Well, yeah, okay. I don't right need here. it,
1: but yeah, but I but I do need something else and and so I will comfort in order to, you know, try to augment those other needs. And not maybe not even in a selfish way or a knowing way. You're just that's what no, I mean it's how we're built. It's how we're right. made. That's interesting.
0: But you may have been hurt in the need. Not you. One may have been hurt in the needs for in the in the realm of comfort. So therefore, you're like, yeah, I don't want it for me, but I'm more than happy to give it to you mm-hmm. the correct way. Yeah, because that sort of rights that wrong and meets my other needs as well. And so there, it's sort of two different things: giving and receiving. Hmm. So, you know, the, if you have a low need for comfort, on the one hand there's sort of two ways to look at it. One is, okay, maybe there's not a lot wrong. You, you know, the worst thing in the world can happen to you and you go, eh, whatever, mm-hmm. okay. But the other end of it is you're just, that other uh lack of intimacy, fear of intimacy, or previous hurts. I-, I call it, you know, the, either the Band-Aid or perhaps the antibiotic analogy, which is if you have an infection, you need an antibiotic. Some people take an antibiotic, bing, bang, boom, they're fine. Other people have negative ramifications and side effects to antibiotics. But we don't say, well, just <laughs> let the infection go then. Right. No, you still have to take it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I used to use the Band-Aid analogy, like if like Joe has a latex allergy. Mm. And if he has a cut, I don't say, well, it's
2: gonna
1: just what are
0: you going to do? Let it bleed. But then somebody was like, well, there's latex-free Band-Aids. And I'm like, okay, shut <laughs> up. But um, so, you know, That's the real challenge Mm -hmm. for having a low need for comfort. Because eventually, what think about it, though. Somebody who's going to score low, they're basically saying, yeah, I don't want anybody in. And I've been hurt before by people trying to comfort me.
2: I have an allergy to comfort. If you will. (laughs) Well, where's
0: that person headed? To a really healthy, healed environment? Or are they getting more and more closed off? Yeah. They're bleeding out.
3: Isn't it possible... Um, just to have a low need for comfort and be okay. Well, that's what I said. If if there's not a lot going wrong.
2: If. That's a big if, though, over a lifetime.
3: Right. But, I mean, my my the way I'm thinking of it is, like, is it like a scale? So, let's take affection, for instance. Okay. Right. Let's say you are low on comfort but high in affection. Right. Okay. So...
0: You lose your job.
3: Wait, no. Well, okay. No. Like, you know, just in a greeting. All right. Fist bump i'm good that's good affection for me or or you know or i'm high in comfort and high in affection i want like a big warm bear hug kind of thing Mm. why are you adding
0: comfort to affection
3: i'm saying like is it is it like a scale like if you go if you're high on comfort do you need more like a different kind of affection like a more drastic version of affection you know what i mean does that make sense if i may please do i'm gonna play jay for a
2: moment but comfort, by definition, is the what you need in response to a hurt. So like the
3: affection of a fist bump, like you were talking about, that wasn't in okay, response so, to Okay, so, okay, bad day at work, right? Boss reams me out. Oh, man, fist bump. You know, like low, low comfort, high need of affection. Fist mm. bump, I'm with you, man. Or high need of comfort, high need of affection. Oh, I bring it in. I want that bear hug. I need to cry on your shoulder kind of thing. Jay, I'm trying to understand the question.
0: What you're saying is, could people need more affection than others, and some people don't need much to heal the the hurt? Because of their level of the comfort that is needed. That's what I just said. Some people need more
3: comfort than others. Right. Right. Am I right in that statement, though? Yeah.
0: I mean, I would think for some people, well, for some people, I would say it's almost more of a number of things than quantity of. Because by definition, comfort is joining somebody in their emotions. Right. So if I'm saying, man, I lost my job, but I'll be okay. And you go, man, that's tough. But yeah, I think you will be okay. Yeah. Well, that's the amount of comfort I needed. Right. If I'm crying and weeping, well, then I need a lot more right. emotion from you. Right. Right. So you're you're sort of asking about the scale. Like what if I have an eight? Yeah. Does that mean I need you to scream and cry with me? Right. Versus one is ah too bad. Or just but joining. Yeah, right. I would say that is much more I'm and what I'm overall saying is I think your score in comfort is either how much comfort you need in quantity of times, number of times. Okay. In other words, oh every day, oh I got cut off. Whereas somebody else is like, wouldn't even mention that they got cut off in traffic. Right. But they need to be comforted for that. Somebody who has an eight on the scale of zero or negative 10 to 10. Yeah. They're going to tell you more often that they need comfort. Right. But also in how comfortable they are receiving it. Right. If it's if they have an eight, they're ready to hear from you and they want to feel that. Right. If they have a negative eight. They probably don't tell you and they're not going to receive any, any kind of comfort you give them. Mm-hmm. Does that clear that up a little bit? Yeah. Because um, comfort is joining somebody in their emotions. So if they're very upset, then you have to be very upset with them, alongside them. Right. Right. And just giving them a fist bump or a pat on the bum ain't going to work.
3: Right. I guess my follow-up question with that with that would be if they have a low need of comfort. It's either because. No, 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 no. Go is, ahead. is like, is the, they still need the comfort. You know, so is the fist bump enough if they are fist bump sad? Right. Okay.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> you know, because and we'll get to that coming up. Yeah. What good comfort <clears throat> looks like. Yeah. You know, for somebody who is has a negative eight score, a negative ten score on comfort, mm-hmm. answered zero out of five on every one. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, negative two on each one of the questions. Yeah. If they say, "Man, I had a bad day." No matter what you say, they're going to be like, "Yeah, it's going to be okay. It's fine." They're going right. to brush it off. Right, right, right. So if you would say to them, oh, and you start to cry, so just, they're, yeah,
3: they're going to be super uncomfortable. They'll probably kill you. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: and then themselves. I
0: just, <laughs> yeah.
3: So therefore, right.
1: Anything is too much. Yeah. Can I make two observations or questions? And this is this is t- for for me personally. As I'm just sitting here th- hearing this. Um, up until a couple months ago. I was definitely, and I I recently took the relational needs questionnaire about a couple couple weeks ago, right before Abby's podcast, and I was still very low on comfort. But up until a couple months ago, I was, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, you guys, you guys know me and it was, I'm good. I'm fine. Um, And I just, I think I just realized a lot of that need that a lot of that lack of need to be comforted. Was maybe a very much a defense mechanism because I don't want you to come in. I I am protecting myself and I don't want you to come in. So I still need to be comforted. But my reaction is I don't want you anywhere near me. So I'm fine. Like that's my that's my stock answer. I'm fine. Okay. So that's that's one observation. And but but I'm working on more
0: application than observation. Well, that's a self observation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But if you go back to what we're talking about, it's a lack of. Or fear of intimacy. Mm-hmm. You don't
0: want them to be into your thoughts. But feelings, I like and emotions. intimacy. But that's more of an affection that kind, kind of intimacy, of, right? That's yeah. different. No, intimacy is being really being known and revealing who oneself is to another person. Trusting mm-hmm. them with your innermost thoughts, emotions,
1: and feelings. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, with Lex, sure. Mm-hmm. With anybody, else, like no, no,
1: no, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're you're
0: giving a great example of
1: that. And then the second question is, or the second comment, I guess, or or observation is in that, like, as I'm thinking through that, like, I'm good. I'm fine. Oh, I do need a lot of comfort. Like, like, cause I, you know, I'm, I'm working through a ton of things right now in my life, but writing for me, that's one of the most comforting things that I can do for myself and, and therapeutic things. And I feel like that's a way where it's, not somebody else comforting me, but it's like it's a, it's almost a form of self comfort. Does that the it's not No. nope. It's therapeutic. It takes, two. It takes two. It's
0: therapeutic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh,
1: but I feel comforted in it.
0: <laughs> you're you're not because we'll get to it when we get to more like what is it really comfort? Um, but it's somebody join. You know, you can't join yourself in your emotions, right? you may be coming to grips with your emotions. Mm -hmm. You may be coming to grips with understanding yourself and giving yourself some security. Okay, I'm not crazy. Oh, okay, wait, this is what's going on inside my head. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, this is why I did that. This is why I said that. All right, that makes sense. It's giving you security, maybe giving you uh, some sense of peace, Mm -hmm. which goes with security, you know, and respect, because like, all right, I'm not a jerk. This is why I did this Mm -hmm. and I feel better about myself. You might find that comforting, but it is not by definition a comfort that would heal a hurt. Gotcha.
2: And I think we've talked about this on other Deep Dive episodes that like there, there's a general definition to a lot of these terms that we use. But then there's also our relational needs definition. So like, Brian, you might find you might apply the word comforting to how you feel when you write, but it's not the same as the relational needs the comfort. clinical definition of comfort yeah. that is healing a hurt. Right, right. Mm-hmm. right. And we've, we've talked about the same thing with like acceptance and exactly. belonging. Exactly. Or like
0: you used support earlier. That yeah. support by definition is jo- is ha- having somebody help you with a task. Right. Well,
2: I was talking more of just as a, a foundational generalized term. Yeah. All right. Supporting your emotions, not with a task. So how does one meet
0: the need for comfort? The first thing is simply being in the presence of a trusted loved one, which is, you know, if you go back to your letter writing, Mm -hmm. you're by yourself. And again, when we, you have to understand as well, when we are hurt, having an emotional need, not met or taken from us, the result is we feel alone. We feel all by ourselves in that moment. Mm -hmm. And the key is to have somebody join us in that moment so that we're not alone. So, you know, If you're not with, if you don't have a trusted loved one, if you're not close enough with anybody, it's going to be really hard to be comforted. Uh, And we want to meet somebody else. We have to be around them. Number two, sharing the hurt, the emotional need not taken from you. Three, having that person join you in whatever emotion you're experiencing due to the hurt, joining you in the emotion, which is important that they are properly emotionally responding, not the four negative ways, which we have talked about on the podcast and we'll go over next. And they need to join you. And this is what's so important with comfort is join you in your emotion, not go below where your emotion is and not go past it. I've used the example several times with my brother-in-law when Trey was around and asked me how I was. And I said, we were okay. And he started to cry yeah, trying to comfort me. And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh. Now this is just awkward. Yeah, (laughs) Like I'm not, and I ended up comforting him. Right. And that's Mm -hmm. an example of him going well past you. Oh, well past. Right. Or if, you know, you lose your job and somebody goes, boy, that's
2: too bad, huh? Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, that's (laughs) too bad. See you later.
0: That was a little bit (laughs) short.
2: This might be a good spot to. to Sounds like
0: you're going to go to a commercial.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This might be a good spot for our ad for the night. No. Um, Back to what we were talking about starting with Eric with like the idea that well what if we have a low need for comfort one thing that I was looking ahead on the the outline that I don't see correct me if I'm wrong is how do we get to someone in our lives who pushes away who builds a wall and says I'm fine Mm -hmm. I'm fine I'm fine no 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 I'm fine and yet they're hurting inside and we want to comfort them they won't let us well, to me, that goes
0: underneath one of the three essential components of a, of a successful relationship, which is being open and honest and vulnerable. They're not being open. They're not being honest and they're not being vulnerable. So, therefore, the, the, there's a main component of the relationship that is broken. And it also might be on, well, did you push too hard too often? So, that's why. So, then they've got to say to confess a hurt or ex- uh, express a hurt yeah. to get back to a point where they can be honest. Maybe they have been honest and then you tramped all over them. And they're like, well, not telling him anymore. Or maybe there is a break in the intimacy between the two of you that they're like, no, I, I can't trust you with that right now because I, I'm, I can't give you my innermost thoughts and my innermost feelings right now. So I would I would fix what's wrong in the relationship to get to the point, because in essence, they're saying, no, don't comfort me. You know, Brian has said, hey, I'm going through a whole ton of work and self-evaluation and and, and kind of stuff recently. You know, there's a. Everybody should do that, and there's a lot of people that need that. So that person that's saying that they got work to do. How do in you the get them to do that though? Like, how do you get? Like, let's say it's your dad. How do you get though?
1: an alcoholic to quit drinking? They, right. It has to be the point where they they okay. want to let that. happen. Sure,
0: sure. I would say the best thing one can do, because a lot of people who listen, who sit at the table with us each week, their spouse, significant other, family members don't. And so, in those situations. The best thing you can do is be the best version of that, and and hope that the door opens consistently. Same thing when you know in a church when you have a couple and one person's a Christian, the other's not. Well, how do you how do you witness to your spouse? How do you 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 do the best you can of living that life in front of them to the point where they finally open up, Um, and to not go not push, not go too hard. Like your your question and Brian, you pointed out, great in and of itself is flat. How do you get them to open up?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> how do you make them tell me their innermost feelings so I can fix them? Is <laughs> like an ice pick situation? Yeah. Or? Where is the can
3: opener so that I can open this can? <laughs> oh,
1: um, how is go. it not met? How are we hurt by not receiving it?
0: So I mentioned earlier, you know, to avoid the four negative
2: mm-hmm.
0: ways of emotional responding. So, you know, when... And actually, it's kind of almost reverse order from the way we normally talk about them. But there's four ways we poorly emotionally respond. In this case, ignoring. So somebody is hurt. Somebody expresses a hurt to you. They're sad. They need comfort. And you just ignore it? Well, then they're left wondering if they even matter or if anybody cares or loves them. A second way, if you confess or if somebody expresses a hurt to you is being critical. Mm Mm-hmm. And in that case, they're left feeling like, oh, it's my fault.
1: Because
2: mm-hmm.
0: imagine, you know, oh, I'm so sad I lost my job. Well, you were late all last week. Right. And you don't show up all the time, and you don't do a very good job. And those
1: things might be factual. Oh, they very well may be. But mm-hmm. seeing them in that moment is not comfort. Right? Right. It's facts, logic, and reason.
0: Well, Yeah, we'll get to that, oh, too. The- but it's, bl- it's either blaming them for their emotion. It's your fault you're in this situation. Well, that's critical. Mm-hmm. It's your fault. Or you're making too big of a deal out of this.
2: So right, it's either like minimizing their. It's feeling. either
0: your actions cause the hurt, or your hurt's not valid. Mm-hmm. You're making too big of a deal of this. And no, I mean these are obvious examples. Your
1: hurt's not valid. What a terrible. <laughs> <That's> a,
0: well, <laughs> that, we, nobody would say that. No, I but know, we'll but, say, the action, but the actions. But you're making too big of a deal yep. out of
1: this. Yeah,
2: <laughs> we're all like, well, I, think I could see somebody saying, "Yeah, that. <laughs> that's like our nemesis podcast." I think we've all encountered. <laughs> Right, yeah, that's the that's the bizarro. Yeah, the bizarro lunchtime <laughs> in Rome. But well, I'm sure we all have examples in our past, or most of us do, of, of someone who is that like critical, and it, they may have the best intent- well maybe not the best intentions, but no. they I, oftentimes they do. Yeah, they do
0: because imagine somebody's crying; they're trying to fix you. They're upset,
2: and you say, "Don't
1: cry." Right.
2: It's not worth it to cry. It's you don't most, need to cry. It's yeah. the
1: most gentle. Of critical emotional responding. Mm-hmm. When I was in the hospital, when my colon blew out and it's, I'm in California and oh. Abby and Ethan and Lex are like, they have a plane to catch the next morning. That, I, we don't know what's going on with me. That's what the, this, this super, the super, he's a great doctor. I'm really glad that I had I remember him, this. but Ethan and Abby started to cry. Like they all started to cry whenever they were about to leave, not knowing when I was going to be home, how I was going to do. And he, oh, don't cry. Like he said that to he said that to my family in that circumstance, and yeah. it was just like.
2: So now I'm crying and I
0: feel.
1: Shit. Now I feel bad.
2: I, I envision you sort of half raising up off of your hospital bed, like clutching your gut, being like, "Well, and, no, that's not
0: correct." And
3: it and it goes. It's a it's a disrespect to you of like who you are as a person. Right, I'm they're like they should be able to cry. I would hope they would cry if there right. was like something tragic going on with That's me. That's like
2: critical of the whole <laughs> his whole family dynamic.
0: <laughs> the other way that we very often poorly emotionally respond instead of giving good comfort and joining somebody in their emotions is giving them facts, logic, and reason. It's probably the number one thing uh, for being uh, stereotypical number that men mm-hmm. that men do oh, yeah. is give facts, logic, and reason. But the person who is sad is not looking for direction. They're looking for somebody to comfort them. Right. Somebody who needs comfort wants comfort.
1: They don't want to be told
0: here's here's why you're in this situation. And then mm-hmm.
1: they might want some leadership or some direction. There is a place and need a time to be for comforted it. First, right. If, yes. if
0: they need comfort, yes. Facts, logic, and reason nope. does not. If if they don't, you know, for them to understand why they're in the situation they're in mm-hmm. does not bring comfort.
2: Right. No. This might be an example of facts, logic, and reason. It could be an example of ignoring too. But Amy has. A family member who will call and just like, you know, listen, I've talked about it. Amy is like on point. She is a superstar right now and is doing so many things that need to be done. I'm just going to point this out. You said she's a
1: superstar right now. Right now. Oh, she's always a superstar. <laughs> I but love she's,
3: you. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs>
1: but, Let's wind that tape back. In. <laughs> Too bad we can't. But
2: she has a family member who will call and give her a list of not directly critical of her and yet give her a list of well you know what you should do you should do mm-hmm. this and do this and don't forget about this and don't leave that there and don't do that and don't you know don't forget to pick this up and do... okay she doesn't need all that it's very i mean from my perspective it's also very disrespectful but in in this setting I, what is that is
3: that that's critical i feel
0: okay that's what you're
3: describing it okay. seems like critical cuz cuz they're not ignoring. saying they're Y'all not saying... It's ignoring. Yeah.
0: It's ignoring. Okay. It's not It's not even acknowledging Amy. Yeah. But Amy's not... Has Amy expressing a hurt to her? Is she saying, oh, I'm so
2: overwhelmed and whatever else? She is not expressing a hurt so it's to nothing, them. So it's nothing. It's nothing. Okay. It's, it's
0: just a different emotional
1: need okay. being okay. not met or taken. Right. So, I mean, it's just...
2: Yes, it's not but like... But like in the
1: whole in, situation, she's hurting through the entire thing. The entire thing's a ball of hurt. Right. And <laughs> so she's hurting from this
3: person's um, commentary, well, I The guess. person's not trying to comfort them. Right. Oh, sure. Right. Right. No, you're right. So am I confusing that with, like, they're being... Because I feel like they're being critical on the way that Amy's handling it. Like, oh, you should do this, you should do that.
2: That might be an underlying sort of, you know, it's an older family member
0: who... I'm
3: being literally critical when really they're just ignoring...
0: Well, you, we're, the, the entire example, with all due respect, yeah. is a non sequitur and doesn't apply. Because what we're talking about are poor emotional responses to needs for comfort.
2: Right. So if someone is
0: So you taking this for, in a whole different sure. direction.
3: So I'm bringing up something that doesn't apply. And that's good. But what if her need is support and she has a high need of support and she's not getting it?
0: Well, that would be underneath the podcast for
3: support. Okay.
0: This is if somebody needs comfort. Right. They don't get it because somebody's giving them facts, logic, and reason. Is where we are. Does that make sense? Like, that's just another whole topic. Yeah, I I guess. Now, she hangs up and turns to Chris and says, I can't believe she's not supporting me, and she doesn't respect me. I feel so hurt right now by her. And Chris says, that's the way she always is. She's always been that way, and (laughs) she's always going to be that way. What you should do next time is to make a list ahead of time. Now, that's him giving her facts, logic, and reason. To her need, because the
1: need of support and respect was right. taken from and, her and by critical, the family member. And critical would be right. Chris turning to her and saying, "Well, she does it to you because you're just you're such a loser, and you're not doing right." But that's going backwards in the outline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going forward. We need to go
3: forwards. <laughs> well, I'm, and I also wanted to point out. So, Chris, well, you said before, like, how do you get somebody <laughs> to write that point? You don't do this. No, them. these are I the things like, that take them away sure. from you. Don't yeah. do this, and eventually, eventually, yeah, they will. This,
0: right, right. They'll be like, "Oh wow, this felt good." Not like you're managing me, ignoring me, right, criticizing
3: me. Well, and going back to the question for you, Jay, like for that person who's a negative ten, mm-hmm. like what do you do? Like you just like you just sit there, like, mm.
0: yep, yeah. Because like, so, well, the person's negative ten is probably not even going to say anything to you. Sure, they're going to hang out the phone. They're going to say, "How was it? Fine." Right, mm-hmm.
3: and inwardly they're just stewing away. Hmm. Maybe because be like, if they're even aware of it, because
1: I would be like, "Man, fine's never great."
3: <laughs> you know, like that's why, that would be my response. But
1: man. Are there, okay, so, are, there, are there are there any other ways um, that it's not met? Ooh,
2: I was you or, read my mind. So we've got so ways they're not met. We've got ignoring. We've got being critical. We've got facts, logic, and but reason. I want to stay for one more half second on facts, logic, and reason,
0: which is this. When we give them facts, logic, and reason, the focus is on what caused the emotional hurt, not on the emotional hurt. Mm. It's very subtle, but that's a very Mm -hmm. important thing to point out. Right, right. Because think about it. You're going, I'm hurting. And the person goes, here's why you're hurting. Well, you left my hurt behind. Right. Mm -hmm. They're
2: focusing on the cause of it, not on your feeling. (laughs) Not on it. Yeah. On the cause of the emotion, not the emotion. Yeah,
0: right. And then the last one is always selfish. Not as always, is selfish. And if you can't figure out You know, when somebody shares a hurt with you, you go on to a 10-minute story about how you were hurt, right? Mm -hmm. how that leaves them feeling alone. Oh, that's
2: nothing. When I did it, 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 you you
0: need to re-listen to the rest of the podcasts that we've done so far. (laughs) So imagine you're somebody with a high need for comfort, and you're not getting it. And any emotional need, when it's not met, the natural reaction is to steal it. You're the one, you know, with affection. You're tackling the spouse. Oh, we're just rough playing because you just need some physical affection.
2: This is the ana- the yeah. one where we've, on other emotional needs, we've used the analogy of the person's drowning, Correct. right? Yeah, Absolutely. and they're flailing in the water.
1: Yeah, and I would, yeah.
2: So an example of that would be we talk a lot about what's wrong with us. To anyone, to anyone who will listen, not just in an intimate relationship, but we are flailing our arms just desperately saying, oh, well, this person listen to me. Will this person comfort me? Will this person comfort me? It's the person you're like, hey, how are you? And they go on for five minutes. Yeah. You're like, oh, they don't have anybody. Yeah, right,
1: <laughs> you know, right. I don't
0: know if you guys know this. I do a lot of shopping and uh, in grocery stores. And it's so funny. Sometimes there's the different people at the checkout. They'll tell you everything that's wrong with their day. And you're like, oh, they, they need to be comforted. And there ain't anybody there for them.
2: This next one I don't quite get. We ask how people feel for us or if they agree with how we feel.
0: Well, it's like, hey, can you don't you understand like imagine how I felt. You know, how do you feel? Doesn't oh, that make you mad? Doesn't that make you angry? Aren't you gotcha. so sad hearing this story?
3: Aren't you frustrated? And you're like, um
0: yes <laughs> yes i am i feel like
3: well, that could kind of be helpful because then i know like yeah, you I know, right? At least that's a, that seems <laughs> like a healthier way to reach out yeah don't you feel like your ears are burning with
1: rage <laughs> yes i yes, do as a matter know. of fact that's an interesting one i, I was uh, just I, going I, to tell you that i appreciate that <laughs> that point
3: tip of my tongue
1: why so brad um because it's it's a little bit more of a subtle way to steal in my mind it's a, it feels like a little bit more of a subtle way because i'm i'm big on agreement like i like to come into agreement with people mm-hmm. and i think that's it, it it's almost like and i've done gone done through gone through marketing things and you know you you learn how to get people to join you in, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways so to me this one is it, it's it's a it, it is that subtle way for you to steal it i don't know it's just it's an interesting one to me because it is a little bit manipulative almost well it's a cry for help mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's saying
0: do do you comfort me do you join me in this mm-hmm. am i okay am i crazy think about that am i crazy that's what somebody's saying am i crazy because they
3: feel right,
2: right like they're crazy. Their emotions must be wrong because nobody's responding the way that
3: they feel, and <laughs> right. they're being yeah. ignored because they're the annoying person that's always reaching out and you know trying to get that comfort. They're they're stealing it. So that's like a chicken too- and the egg. Because like there are know? people that like I've done I've seen them and I'm like no I don't want to talk to them right now. Let's they're, do they're, a 180. You know they're the
1: mento in the um the Coca Cola bottle. You know like <laughs> those, those kind of people. The, you know what I'm talking about? Like I they're it's Diet Coke, but go on. Whatever. They're the <laughs> the people that like there's that pressure that, and and as soon as you take the slightest turn to open that, boom. Like, we've we've recently had a (laughs) podcast. All it takes is a hello. Yeah. But but that's what we're talking about here. Whether it's a need for attention or, in Mm -hmm. this
3: case, comfort. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. So if you don't get comfort, what happens? Uh, Numbness and lack of happiness or even sadness.
0: Yeah. So you're just full. There's nothing there. And you're like, why have an emotion? You just get emotionally numb. Your hurts have built up so far that there's just nothing left. And Brian is pondering huge. Mm -hmm. If you think of the emotional cup, which we've talked about a couple times on the podcast, as the hurts increase, which if comfort is the only thing that drains it, which is true, because again, comfort is making somebody not feel alone in their emotions, having comfort attached to grief. Then the hurts build. Then the anger, fear, guilt. Self condemnation build, mm-hmm. and what's supposed to be in the top of your emotional cup are positive emotions. Well, the hurts are built too high. Now you're done, and mm-hmm. you shut down. And one of the things that can come out is just an emotional numbness.
1: You're just done.
0: Like mm-hmm. I it's I've like learned, a wall feeling you build sucks, it. so I'm not going to feel.
1: Yeah, my uh, one of the boss that Eric and I used to have. Um, I, I was out with on the truck with him one time, and um, he was like, "I've got one feeling left." and uh, you're that it just went away like he was so numb like he like and, and he like said it jokingly he's like, I, he I got one joking. feel it wasn't joking he's like I got one and you could tell I yeah. got one feeling left and it just went away it just went away
3: and then he turned the truck into the off the cliff <laughs> it's like so sad good old smash
1: <laughs> wait this happened no,
3: oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, yeah man. with Brian in the truck with him uh,
1: <laughs> Yep. <Yeah. laughs> My time wasn't up yet
3: no, um, but it is very sad and and I feel like not to be a downer but like because I don't understand like when people like want to cut themselves but like is that a kind of a result of that like they're just so numb yeah yeah
0: yeah and the other thing that happens when our need for comfort isn't met are all the things that come out of the top of your cup because you just have so many hurts in your life you go to achievement you go to alcohol you go to drugs you go to eating disorders, you go to sleep disorders. And all of those things are the results of just not having any comfort because you're so hurt. You are so alone that you do any. That's And that's why people try to fix those things in their lives. Go back to the emotional cup episode. They fix those. They try to fix those things, but it's the fuel. It's the hurt that is causing that. Mm -hmm. And I want to give a brief illustration so that people can understand. If you ask in the therapy world, they'll say this is emotionally focused therapy. So think of a painful memory from your from your life. And if it's painful enough, you get that pit in your stomach, whether it's embarrassment, whether it's trauma, whatever it is. And every time you think of it, every time you're reminded of it, you have that pit in your stomach, that nauseous feeling, that hot feeling in your head, whatever it is, the physical manifestation of that painful memory. When you have good comfort and somebody joins you in that moment, every time you think of the painful memory. You will also think of the fact that someone cried with you. Someone teared up. Someone held you. Somebody joined you in that emotion. So that that comfort is literally, that memory of comfort is attached to the memory of the grief. Mm -hmm. It is very almost tactile in Mm -hmm. how it works. And for me, it's once you have had it happen, once you've had true good comfort, it makes all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. And I can now when I tell the stories of the biggest hurts of my life that have been comforted, it now is no longer a pit in my stomach. But it, in fact, great joy that Rachel was able to sit there of all people, you know, not the softest and most gentle of women that have ever been created, which made it even more meaningful that that has been attached. Mm-hmm. And so that's sort of the the mechanical functional way of why that actually works, having that literally attached to the grief.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would like to also say that they have done studies and they've done brain scans where people talk about a hurt and they scan the brain and then they go to therapy. They go to family therapy. They go to cognitive behavioral therapy. They go to psychotherapy, all different kinds of therapy. And then they come back and they share the painful memory and the brain scan is identical. Mm-hmm. Huh. Then they'll have somebody share a painful memory brain scan, have somebody who has a trusted loved one, give them good comfort and join them in that emotion. They come back. They share the painful memory. Brain's scan completely different mm. because there has been healing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, we've been talking about how we get confused with uh, some of the terms. What can be confused with comfort?
1: Encouragement. You can get through this.
0: But what does that do? It ignores. And it also gives facts, logic, and reason. Right. Yeah,
2: I can get through this. Thanks for the
0: encouragement.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. right. Yeah,
0: I know that. I'm right. still
2: sad right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that can come later. That encouragement can absolutely come later. Especially if they have a high need for encouragement. Right. But it's not comfort. How about support? Uh, The quote is, let me help you get through this. Again, that that might be helpful a little bit later. I lost
0: my job. Oh, okay. Hey, we'll get out your resume, and we're going to make some phone calls. And It's like, Right. Yeah. First I just want you to just cry with me for a minute. <laughs> I just you want know? you to look at my bank account and be like, You can't lose your job.
1: I know. Yeah, you and know? you can be altruistic in any of these that you're that, you're confusing. But absolutely. it still doesn't heal that, that hurt.
3: Uh acceptance you're a good person even though this is happening to you or even though you're going through this I love you. That that's right. a
0: well intentioned comfort.
3: Yeah. A little awkward with the first one.
0: You are a good person, even (laughs) though this has happened to you. (laughs) Good night now. But
3: but it but that one would be ignoring, right? Yeah. 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 And
2: again, well intentioned, but it's just not the right time. I think that's maybe the most important thing in all these is these are all good. It's just the comforting needs to happen first.
0: And I would you know, I could have said this earlier in the podcast, put it in the outline. It might be one of the biggest misunderstood emotional needs it
3: is the biggest one Whoa. like i still like i'm still like line I,
2: drawn in the sand
3: it, no because like i still feel like i'm 90 there that i totally get it you know what i mean sure like it's so so when i was nuanced when i was taught this
0: i came back from texas and i was so on fire and i'd been meeting with a local pastor and i was so excited to share this with him and he goes you know that's interesting jay he goes because i found you traditionally to be almost impossible to comfort and I was like, wow. I didn't, oh, okay. And then when I I'm read him, that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, I was like, oh, that's okay. So then when I finally read him my therapeutic letter that I had written to my dad, that I had read to Rachel, that I had read to the people down in Texas, that I had read, I think to a couple guys and teared through and had people join me and attach great comfort. He read it with his feet on his, I read it to him with his feet on his desk facing me mm-hmm. with his arms behind his head. And when I finished reading it, he said, so what's that do for you? I was like, "Bro, you don't even know. You can't even spell comfort." Mm -hmm. Uh And yet, this is a guy who is in ministry in a good church doing good ministry. And I'm like, "You don't even know." Mm -hmm. I mean, it was so great to to be there and be like, "Okay, so what's that do for you?" Yeah, that was what he said. I just told the deepest hurts. Of my childhood through my young adulthood with my father, with his arms behind his
1: head, his feet up on. The, I'm looking at the soles of his, free, of his feet, and he goes. So what's that do? Do for you know me? what I hear when you say that? I right, go get your shine box. <laughs> go get your shine box <laughs> from from Goodfellas. <laughs> like it's just such a. Well, I'm it, sure. I'm sure it's not. Wasn't that way. To be altruistic, he was
0: probably thinking, oh, I have to help him work through this mm-hmm. or something. And mm-hmm. it's like.
1: So how does that
2: make you feel?
0: Yeah, it wasn't even that good.
2: Yeah, I have a better question. How. Can we meet one's need for comfort? So here, this is the culmination, right? Pretty much. This is, we've said, this is, here's what not to do, what not to do, what not to do.
0: Elementary version and or Roman numerals
2: version of how to comfort. Mm -hmm. So So. we can be real with people, be approachable. So that's, that's us taking on a, um, I lost the word. Authentic relationship. Sure. And yes, being just real and open. Well, there we go. Open, honest, vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um, and once we have that kind of relationship, then we are waiting for you know, hopefully the if other If you're person not to real and you're not approachable,
0: ain't
3: nobody even gonna come to you. Yeah. Right. Uh actually listen to people's hurts. <sighs> that would help. Yeah. Don't over talk <laughs> them. You know, like there's some there's some it people. Seems over-talk obvious. Them. Yeah. That but it's you? true.
2: Like well and we've this is what we've been alluding to for the past forty minutes. Like if you're so many times, people don't actually listen. They just, yeah. you know, they they maybe you recognize, oh, this people sharing a hurt with me, but your brain immediately goes to, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a positive spin on it. I'm gonna do this for them. I'm gonna do that for them. Instead of just being but in that, you're moment. listening to your inner yeah. monologue
0: and mm-hmm. not what they're saying. Yeah, you're yeah. locked and loaded with your favorite Bible verse, yep. your favorite catchphrase. I mean, I swear, that's so that's much the of my life so
1: so many people do it. Is teaching people what
0: they should already know. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that, the, you know, actually listen <laughs> yeah,
3: right. is a tip. And it's like, but it's,
1: ah, it's, it's a huge point to make. Yeah, a whole lot of people not but, doing well, when it.
3: When people skip over it, they're like, yeah, okay, whatever, you know.
1: Well, again, they're going through the checklist, they're going through the re- the rebuttals, you know, that you can almost see their eyes glaze over. Mm-hmm. Some I don't snap at people, but like I want to snap <laughs> at people and be like, hey, what did I just say? Um, focus hard on what they are feeling and not on what's causing the emotion. So, again, that goes back to what you were just saying about. Don't skip over the emotion, you know, and, and that's because then you completely miss the point.
0: Yeah. Unless you're dealing with Eric's guy that comes up and just tells you exactly how they're feeling. You got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so you want to say, well, what are they feeling? Mm-hmm. And, and and how do I feel for them right now? If I were them, how would I be feeling now? That may not be because you might be like, uh, I don't think it's a big deal at all. Then you become critical, but you know, w- You think of, uh, I could go on for comfort for hours, but yeah, focus on their emotion,
2: not on what caused the emotion. And I think these last two kind of go together, but listen more, talk less, man, that's so important. That way you're focusing on them, right? Well, sure. And that goes right into, that leads right into the fact that nonverbal comfort has a greater impact than verbal and is often less confusing. Do you want to expand on that for a second? Well,
0: but I'd like to go backwards to the part you left out, which is focus on them, right? Focus on them, not you. When somebody's sharing a story, your inner monologue is screaming. And you're going, okay, what can I say? What should I do? And instead, just focus on what they're going through. Focus on their story. Focus on what they have been through. They may be saying, oh, I can't believe I lost my job. And then you're like, wait, their car got stolen a few months ago. Wait, his wife left him. He has no money. If you're just thinking about Mm -hmm. yourself you're not going to remember their story and whatever's going on. So you got to focus on them. I wanted to clean that part of the yeah. story up first.
2: Instead of, I mean, like, again, you might be in your head to trying to think of the, the wittiest, most helpful answer. That's not, that's not the moment for it. That's later.
0: And to, the, to elaborate on your point, when we say too much, everything is an opportunity to be misunderstood. Mm-hmm. But if somebody looks at you. And you see in their eyes that they that they are listening, and that they are sad. Well, there's, there's no confusion, unless yeah. you're just terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if there's
1: you know, if like your sad face is like intense <laughs> anger or something. But I mean, in a lot of ways, the nonverbal communication is so powerful. Like, and and it's that way, just as a fact. But especially with something like this, just to be, you know, give a little grimace when they get to that part of the story. Whenever you know that it's it's they've talk about losing whatever or that those things go so far because it does show number one you're joining them and number two you're actually listening you know that you're there with them again i I might be off by a percentage point or two but communication is seven
0: percent the words you use um 40 percent the tone and 53 percent i did too much but anyhow (laughs) yeah 50 percent yeah, 50, 43, and 7. Non-verbal. Yeah, and 50% the nonverbal. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, when we do not get a emotional need met, uh, it goes somewhere. So <laughs> this is like a compound because compounded emotional need not being met because you you already had a need not met. That's why you need comfort. Mm-hmm. And so it goes to four places like we've talked about. The first is fear. And that goes to, boy, no one cared this time. They're not going to care in the future. You know, so if your hurts go to fear, that's how you're going to end up feeling. When you needed comfort and you didn't get it, Mm -hmm. you're like, "Well, then nobody's ever going to comfort me."
2: Yeah, and there's the compounded hurt. Like you reached out, or you know, and you were not met with comfort, and that hurt. And so now you're afraid to do it again, and now you're that guy that says, "Yep,
0: I'm never sharing that again." And then Chris comes Mm -hmm. into your life and goes, "How can I get them to open up? (laughs) Where's that can
1: open? How can I crack their nut?" Uh, It goes to guilt. I haven't been there for others. Why would they be there for me? My hurt is my own fault. And You said that with such like Well, I'm not into guilt, all my so hurts like hurts are my fault. There's like a visceral reaction in me yep. when I see guilt and it's well, why like why is that? Because I go to anger and I don't I don't know. That's a longer conversation. You've been
0: around a lot of guilt in your life
1: so guilt i haven't been there for others why would they be there for me my hurt is my own fault and again what did what did you say the difference between guilt and self-condemnation the thing i did cause this to happen to me is guilt right and this happened to me because this is who i am i'm not even worthy. i'm not worthy i'm not worthy of comfort is self condemnation, which we'll get to self-condemnation but i will yeah okay yeah i'm not who would comfort me it's not that I did anything wrong. Oh, this this whole thing's my fault I, I just I don't deserve to be comforted anyway, so. I don't need that at all. It doesn't matter what I did. It's just. Right. Right. That's so evil, man. It's so convoluted. And then Anger. Your favorite. Used to be. He's dabbled <laughs> in all of them recently. It's a companion. It's, it's, a, it's a companion. It's like, yeah, it's a companion. Um, anger. We refuse to comfort others as we have not been comforted. We lash out in other areas due to the lack of comfort during our pain. Yes. And so your closed off person probably is pretty quick with that.
2: Right? I dare say. And that, that's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. That makes you harder to comfort in the future, right? If you're mm-hmm. lashing out. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. You become the angry, bitter, alone person. Which then feeds into that numbness, lack of happiness, or even sadness that we talked about previously.
0: That's a hell of a way to round off an episode. <laughs> <laughs> so don't be that person. Don't cause those people mm-hmm. by right. being terrible at comfort.
1: That's Just my encouragement. Do it right. Jeez. Right? Gosh. It's so easy. We would love to hear your comments on this. 67 episodes. I, <laughs> I, I, I know that as we go through these deep dives, like these have been fascinating to me and, and super uh, important and revealing to me. And we would love for you to. I know you have questions. I know you have comments on, on this. So why don't you bring them to the table? Email us at room at gmail.com. And that would be great. Or hit us up on Facebook. We would love your feedback.
2: Awesome points, Brian. And with that, we're going to end episode 167. Um, when you go to com, don't forget to take our relational needs questionnaire. And uh, if you uh, can follow us and like on social media, uh, we would really appreciate that as well. And as always, we thank you for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. See you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> you know, it probably we had some things start before summer, but it's spring. mostly during the summer. We called that, <laughs> call
1: that It just sprung <laughs> or, up on us. Or, I have... <laughs> whatever. No, go do whatever you want. They should be able to cry. Hey. I would hope they would cry. Well, she does it to you because you're just you're such a loser. It's
0: like when you want to have a high electric bill but not receive the benefits. I
1: don't care, and I Mm -hmm. I don't like to leave the meat on the bone. Like a third of a cup of paprika, like you're making a big batch of it, but um, oh, okay.